Hey, Dustin, how you doing? Hey, Steve. So this is episode numero uno for our brand spanking new podcast. And uh, I guess start by telling you kind of why we thought we should do a podcast. Well, actually, first, we should start by talking about who we are and uh, <laughs> maybe introduce ourselves so people know that they're listening to the sweet sounds of Stephen Van Elk. That's me. And Dustin McKibben. Not so sweet, but equally enjoyable. Sweet Steve and Dirty Dustin. Sweet, sweet Steve. That's a new one. Um, all right, Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and why the hell we should listen to you? Well, my name is Steven Van Elk. I work with my wife at Jennifer Van Elk Photography. We have been shooting weddings together for the last seven years. And for the last 11 years, I've been doing video production, uh, shooting, editing, all that kind of stuff. Some weddings, mostly commercial work. That sounds like fun. Uh, let's see. I did my first wedding back in 2007. Uh, so I've been doing it about 10 years uh, professionally. Uh, my wife and I also do the wedding photography game. Um, and we've been doing it together as a husband-wife team for about five years. And I've uh, just been crushing it here in the Midwest um, in the most insane way. Uh, very much like, uh, you and Jennifer. How did you trick your wife into working with you? Uh, pretty much was like, Hey babe, want to go out on a date? Let's go shoot a wedding. <laughs> and the rest is pretty much history. That's kind of like what Jen did to me, except it was like, Hey babe, I'm going to go shoot this wedding doing photo work. How about you just come with me, bring some video cameras and do a video. And then from there on out, it's like, and you're going to help me with photo at every wedding we do too. And fast forward. And now you've been doing it for seven years. <laughs> just rub it in. You've been doing it for 10 years. I've been doing it for seven years. Really harping in on that. Uh, I think that kind of is a good place to talk about, you know, the name of this podcast, The Wedding Photo Hangover. Um, I think it's a common name that's been around a while. The feeling you get the day after a wedding where you feel incapacitated, so to speak. Well, you know how it is. You go, you shoot a wedding, and uh, people are coming up to you all day long like, Steve, Steve, drink this whiskey. Steve, drink this vodka. Steve, have all these beers. And, uh, you know, you just end of the day super drunk. That's how it is for you too, right? Uh, we are in a little bit more of a conservative area here in Indiana where drinking at a wedding, at least at the weddings we do, is sort of uh, frowned upon. Taboo, one could say. Taboo. You could use the word taboo. That is a good word. Um, so we tend to not partake, even though, like you said, um, everyone and their brother seems to try to pour it down our throats. So what you're telling me is your wife also told you you're not allowed to drink at weddings like my wife told me. Yes, exactly. Well, it's a good thing we have them in our lives. <laughs> I honestly do not know what I would do without my wife. She is half the reason we book the weddings we book. Dustin, don't undersell yourself. Everybody <laughs> loves DMAC. <laughs> and Sexy Steve. Wait, no. What was, what was the, your little nickname earlier? Sweet Steve, Sexy Steve, whatever you want to call me, baby. Sweet Steve. All right, the, the bromance continues. Anyways, 
What have you been up to, Steve? What what did uh, this past weekend look like for you? This past weekend looked like a lot of work. Uh, Jen and I captured a Hindu ceremony slash Christian ceremony on the same day. It was uh, about 14 hours of working, plus the two previous days, Jen went up to capture the uh, pre-wedding day ceremonies. Um. So it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit crazy and hectic compared to the normal Western Christian ceremony that we typically capture. And uh, I mean, I've just been basically culling photos ever since because there's like 10,000 million photos of just 10,000. But it feels like a lot. Do you guys do a lot of Indian weddings? This is our second Indian wedding ever. Wow. And Dustin, the first time we shot an Indian wedding... You actually shot one of the days with us, or, well, without us, but you shot for us. Do you remember that? I do remember that, because it was a super, super duper small world, because the groom actually was uh, living in the city I went to college. That is crazy, yeah. I wanted to ask you, so when you're shooting a cultural wedding, like an Indian wedding, do you, like bring an extra person with you because from the Indian weddings that we've done it's just like from sun up to sundown just craziness um, with like all the different traditions and um, I mean they're super enjoyable to photograph because they're such a you know break from the norm but at the same time it's uh, not normal you know it's not the same old you know Christian or Catholic wedding um, so to speak so it's different. Well, the first one we shot, we hired you to go out and shoot one day because we were actually shooting two weddings that weekend and we couldn't make it to the first day. Um, So technically we had three photographers, but there were never three photographers there at the same time. Um, This one, we learned our lesson from the last one uh, and we ended up hiring a third photographer to shoot with us and she was great. She was uh, all over the place and it was her first time shooting an Indian wedding and so I just kind of told her, um, go crazy, capture everything. Like you don't like want to miss anything because I mean, she's more than welcome to use these photos for like her personal portfolio and stuff. And like, I want her to feel like she really captured something that uh, she loved, but, uh, photos that she loved, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like something she feels like she can use and she can be proud of. But, um, I feel like it was a huge relief, huge relief having a third person there because there's so many events, um, specifically like the biggest one is like the Barat where it's just like a street full of people dancing, um, while the groom rides a white horse from where he got ready to where the, uh, wedding is. And it is just utter craziness in the best, greatest way. And it helps so much to have a third person there because there's so much going on. So many different people and different family members dancing. And they really want like all of that captured, like everything. And so it, I mean, it would help to have a fourth person there. I feel like just cause you'd want to capture it all. Oh, oh, absolutely. We did a, a Macedonian wedding earlier this year and, um, I totally felt like, uh, we could easily have brought on a third or even fourth shooter. Um, and we even had four people because we were doing photo and video. But it just felt like there was just so much, so much to capture um, with all of the uh, unique traditions and uh, special things, not to mention the family members who 
give you their little photo request throughout the day and tell you you're doing your job incorrectly. But that is uh, one of the beautiful things about what we do every weekend. What is a Macedonian wedding like? Um, so Macedonia is kind of culturally similar to Greece. So they're, mm-hmm. they're very close in proximity. So most of the time when you are doing a Macedonian wedding, the Greeks and Macedonians are pretty much the same. I probably will get hate email from some Macedonians saying we are nothing alike. But from the weddings I have photographed, Greek and Macedonian weddings are pretty spot on with the cultural similarities. So they both have the same type of dances. Uh, I call them circle dances. I don't know if they have a, an official title. Um, at the reception, if it's a Greek Orthodox church um, here in Indiana, that's where most of the Macedonian weddings tend to get married is at our one of our Greek Orthodox churches, which kind of seem like Catholic churches, but have sort of their own spin on things. And um, yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they just are like a full day of traditions. There's a process where the bride has to be essentially... I don't want to use the word bought, but there is a some sort of a trade that goes on uh, from the groomsmen and the bridesmaids at the bride's parents' house um, before we can even leave to go to the church. And um, while that's happening, there's also typically something happening where the groom is where the band is playing and uh, they do something similar to a barat where the band plays as they walk up the street to the uh, bride's house with the uh, the bartering, and then they dance around the street leading up to. Um, now, this is the one difference I've seen. I've not seen this at a Greek wedding, but that's not to say that it doesn't happen at a Greek wedding, just never at one that we photographed. So to be clear, um, at any point in time during the bartering that's going on between the groomsmen and the bridesmaids, um, could you have just stepped in and bought the bride yourself? Like if you just wanted a slave at your house or whatever, uh, maybe somebody to fold laundry, vacuum the carpets, uh, take the dogs out for a walk. Uh, that, that's, that's a great question, Stephen. Um, at the next Macedonian wedding we do, I will, I will, I will pull out my charge card and uh, I will see if there is a bidding option for a third party. Well, it's probably a great way to never do another Macedonian <laughs> wedding again. I think you're really onto something here. I'm glad I could help uh, bring you to this point in your life and career. Uh, I'm I'm so thankful I have you, Stephen. So we got way off topic. We made a flow chart for our first podcast, and uh, then we just started talking about what's going on in our lives. But where we're supposed to go from there, we were going to talk a little bit about ourselves and our backgrounds. <laughs> I'm Steven. I am a photographer. I'm a videographer. Uh, I write quite a bit for Jen and I's blog, though not recently because we've been super swamped with work. And... Uh, that is the kind of stuff that I love doing. Dustin, um, could you talk a little bit about yourself, your amazing adventures at the Rochester Institute of Technology, where you first learned about this photography? Uh, sure, Steve. Great question. <laughs> so I've been taking pictures since uh, high school, I guess you could say, um, like most of you photographers out there listening. 
Um, and then I decided to pursue, uh, I guess you could say, photographic engineering at a higher education institution called RIT up in uh, New York. And it's a pretty, pretty good school, I guess you could say, for photography. And it definitely frowns upon wedding photography. So it's not the kind of school that churns out wedding photographers at all. It typically is breeding you to go down the route of, say, fine art or photojournalism or their specialty, which is advertising. So something like a grad from RIT typically goes down to New York City or Chicago or L.A., um, assists a photographer for a couple of years, and then... They don't typically go to Indiana? No, Indiana is not a uh, hot hot spring of uh, RIT grads. However, you will, you will find an older, older one from time to time that has migrated here for one reason or another. Are you calling yourself old? Yeah, yes, yes. Stephen and I are, are at a very, almost retirement age. So retirement age is 33, and how old are you? Yep, let's just say yes. Yeah. We uh, are, nah. Uh, You're like 26, uh, right? 25? <laughs> nope. Not 24. I feel like I'm getting warmer. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I am 29 years young. Well, I tricked you. I'm not 33 yet. Mind-blowing, I know. I, I, I thought so. But yeah, long story short, I decided to stay, stay at uh, college for the summer uh, one year and work at the school. And my buddy back in Indiana was like, hey, let's do a bridal show in New York because back in high school, I used to do wedding DJing. And I was like, sure, why not? Let's do it. And so we booked a bridal show set up the booth and people in New York are accustomed to paying way more than what people charge here in Indiana for anything. And so people saw our prices and thought we were a scam because we were so cheap. And ever since I had been DJing, I had taken pictures at the receptions and the ceremonies that I DJed at and had a little book of five by sevens. And there was a photographer across from us at the bridal show and I took my little book up to him and uh, just said, hey, what do you think, you know, how, how do I do compared to like some of the people here? Um, I've never done a wedding, et cetera, except for a couple for, you know, friends. And he looked at my book and he said, how would you like to come work for me this summer? I'm a high volume wedding studio and I could have you shooting two weddings every weekend from now until the end of fall. And I was like, well, I've got nothing else going on. Why not? And that is how Dustin transferred from DJ D-Mac to <laughs> Dustin McKibben Photography. Pretty much. I went from never shooting a wedding for the most part to shooting like, I think I did like a hundred weddings that year. Whoa. And it was just, it was utterly insanity. That's, that's when I really got to know the feeling of a wedding hangover. <laughs> Now, I've never uh, been in the sort of position where I have a master who I work for. Um, to break the bond of the mastership, did you actually have to kill your master at the end to show that your training was complete, or how does that work? How did you get to go out on your own? No, it wasn't like Highlander style where I had to, you know, behead him to steal his soul. But I uh, definitely had a... But you do carry a sword with you at all times, right? Oh, 
what good wedding photographer doesn't. <laughs> but I, uh, d- there was that awkward process where I started to um, book my own weddings um, simply from the you know word of mouth that the brides I was booking from him were kind of spreading to their bridesmaids and they would find me directly via, you know, Google and so on. And I'd have to have a conversation with him, like, you know, how to handle that. And he said, well, if they contact you directly, you know, you're more than welcome to book them as long as you still continue to shoot for me on your available dates. And I think he was kind of thinking in the back of his mind that, oh, this, this guy's not gonna, gonna book much. And Little did he know, you know, things sort of took off and I still am super appreciative of him kind of taking a chance on me because I learned a ton, a ton from him as far as business and how to run a uh, pretty substantial photography studio and, um, you know, how to meet with, uh, meet with brides and talk to brides. And, and I think, I guess one of the huge keys, not now that we're super off topic, (laughs) is uh, the big thing I think I took away from that was I would show up to a wedding every Friday, Saturday, and most Sundays and never having met the bride and never like knowing zero about them, like anything about their wedding other than, you know, where the ceremony and reception were and have to essentially f- create a a pretty instant friendship, instant bond with them for them to trust me on the wedding day. That is basically what I do every week because my wife is typically the one who has all the contact with the bride and groom before the wedding. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, you pretty much do. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty awesome. One time we showed up to a wedding and Jen typically like uh, goes through everything with the bride and groom and then like sends me an email with like an itinerary and then like we talk over like what the bride and groom are like, what they want, all that kind of stuff before we get there. One time we totally forgot to do that. And I showed up and I had to ask all of the groomsmen, hey, which one of you is the groom? (laughs) It's a great way to, uh, you know, great first impression to make when you walk into a room full of guys and they're looking at you like you're the professional and you're like, so who's getting married? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's never, never fun. But you got to do what you got to do. And you try to make a joke out of it and then you just roll with it. Oh, dude, at the last wedding we shot... No, not the last wedding we shot. That was the Indian wedding. The wedding before that, all morning long, I could have sworn that the groomsmen were calling the best man Chuck. Um, his name was Jeff, not Chuck. I don't know <laughs> where I got Chuck from. And then like halfway through the wedding day, I was like, hey, Chuck, could you help me out with this thing? And everybody just started laughing. I don't know if they were like playing a prank on me the whole time, but for the rest of the day, the groomsmen would come up to me and just call me Chuck and give me high fives. So it all worked out in the end. <laughs> at least, at least he was a good sport about it. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he told me that uh, Chuck was a very manly name, and he'd be happy to have that name if his name wasn't Jeff. <laughs> if his name wasn't Jeff, I did that. I did that a couple weeks ago with a, a groomsman. So not quite as bad as the groom, but I was calling a groomsman by the wrong name for the entirety of the uh, portrait time with the uh, bridal party. And then all of a sudden I like said, Oh, you know, such and such, can you move to the side? And then everyone kind of looked around like there, there is no one by that name here. And I was like, well, I thought you guys were calling that guy with the glasses that the whole time. And they're like, "Eh, no. 
I was like, awkward. (laughs) That sounds like a fun time. Just to clarify, that was the best man that I got the wrong name wrong on, not the groom. The groom I was set on. Oh, got it. As the person who writes all the blog posts, I know the groom's names now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Let's let's save blogging for another episode because that is one I would really like to talk to you about. Oh, Dustin. Blogging is best left for another episode. You're right. Next up on our outline that we made was talk about how full of shit we both are. I think we accomplished that, right? <laughs> done sure. and done. Yeah. Checkmate. If, you, if, if you're still listening, then uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> So, Dustin, recently you were out in Colorado to do an engagement shoot. Could you tell me a little bit about how it was that you got to go out there and do an engagement shoot? Like, how do you book these crazy-ass destination engage, engagement shoots and weddings and stuff? Um, well, it's, it's interesting because we get a lot of people who ask us, because um, we seem to do a lot of engagements that are out of state. Uh, And in case we haven't said, both Steve and I live here in good old Midwest Indiana, but uh, in different different areas of the state. I live in the Northeast, and Steve is in the uh, good old center in Indianapolis. Um, Yeah, Dustin, you don't have to be coy. You live in a shithole called Fort Wayne. (laughs) I like to think of it as homey. It is a terrible, terrible place where dreams go to die. Uh, I believe you had a really good cheeseburger here, Steve, the last time you were here. It was delicious. Uh, <laughs> if you're ever in Fort Wayne, you should go to a restaurant called Bravas. <laughs> You'll thank me later. It is fantastic. But anyways, <laughs> getting back to the topic and uh, engagement sessions. So because, as Steve said, Fort Wayne is not the thriving metropolis of lush beauty that Indianapolis and other cities are, a lot of our couples have moved away from good old Fort Wayne. And they decided, though, that they want to come back to Fort Wayne to have their wedding because it is, in most cases, very cost effective. Um, It's very affordable to live in Fort Wayne. It's cheaper than most places. In fact, all places, I've been told. And so they get married here, but they live elsewhere. And so often we like to tell them instead of you know, trying to plan their engagement session around when they're going to be back here in Fort Wayne. Um, why don't they just fly us to them somewhere that obviously means more to them now than where we will do their wedding? Not to say that Fort Wayne doesn't mean anything to them, but, you know, like Steve was saying last week, we were in Colorado, Denver, more specifically doing engagement photos for one of our amazing couples getting married this fall here in Fort Wayne. And when we kind of pitched the idea to them that like, hey, we could just come to you instead of you coming to us, that just alleviated so much stress from them because the times that they are here between now and the wedding, they already have a full slate of things that they're going to be doing as far as wedding planning and dress fittings and things like that. And obviously they live in Colorado because they, you know, freaking love Colorado. And now that I've been there, I know why it's amazing uh you went in the summertime try going in the fall spring winter you know anytime when there's snow which is basically all but like the two two weeks you were there one one week you were there 
I was told by the couple that there's pretty much like no snow in the winters in in Denver, like the city. Well, that's global warming. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for another another episode. Let's not get too politically deep right here, right now. I was talking about science, not politics, but whatever. <laughs> tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> But I guess what I'm trying to say, Steve, is if you guys have couples that are, you know, out of state and you want to do their engagement session, because that's a huge part of how, like, Corinne and I, you know, get to know our couples leading up to the wedding so that on the wedding day we're, like, you know, really besties with them, so to speak. I uh, And plus it's kind of a fun trip for, like, you and Jen or Corinne and I to go on and uh, get to know them and photograph them and get to see new places. Denver was um, very, very interesting to photograph in. I don't, have you guys ever done an engagement session like somewhere like Denver? Or- oh, Dustin, allow me to tell you, just one year before you were in Denver, I went to Denver because my friend Jason was proposing to his girlfriend. That's right. And he wanted me there for the proposal. And he made me climb a mountain. It was 2,500 feet straight up. Straight (laughs) up, Dustin. It was just stairs up the side of a mountain. And he made me climb that because he wanted to propose at the very top. And so we did like an engagement, abbreviated engagement session because I was so out of breath. I could not uh, do like a real one, you know. Um, but I, I did, uh, uh, after he proposed, I did like a abbreviated engagement session on top of the mountain. Then we all went to the Garden of the Gods and hung out. Which, which mountain was that? I don't remember the name of the mountain. The um, path we went up is the incline at Manitou Springs, right outside of Colorado Springs. It is, it is a pretty well-known uh, place to hike. My friend actually just texted me the other day to say he was hiking up there again. Um, and the whole time he was hiking up, he said he would be thinking about the way that I almost died while I was hiking up. So it was, uh, it was rough for an Indiana boy who, you know, doesn't really go up over, what is it? hundred feet above sea level. How, how high are we here? Can't be that much. No idea. 10 feet, 12 feet. That's, that's science. We're one basketball hoop of <laughs> sea level here in Indiana. <laughs> Maybe two basketball hoops. Uh, everything in Indiana is measured by basketball hoops. That's that's that sounds true. I would I would give that a fact point. Uh, another fact point: um, the sperm whale has the largest penis out of all the animals on Earth, and its penis is one basketball hoop high. That's right, Dustin. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Oh, you heard me. You just don't know what to go from there. <laughs> no, I was uh, temporarily blacked out because I was talking to my graphic designer for two seconds there. Jen and I have done a number of engagement sessions um, outside of Indiana as well. Typically for the exact reason that you were just saying, which is the couple live outside of Indiana. They don't want to come back for the engagement session. So we somehow get suckered into driving out to New York's trash dump, New Jersey, for an engagement session. Wait, you guys drove? We were going uh, on vacation with my family at Myrtle Beach, Uh and it was like we could fit in 
a trip to New Jersey um, from Myrtle Beach. The couple live really close to Philadelphia, which is like our favorite city in the United States of America. You need to get out more. So it was awesome for us. No, Philadelphia is fantastic. Every time Jen and I go to Philadelphia, you know what happens? People just give us free drinks. They give us free food. Everybody's friendly. Everybody says hello. And you know what I do? I eat cheesesteak. It's the greatest. You you have to experience more life right now. You know, Dustin, I've been to all the great cities. I recall I recall taking you to Africa and you ate for free, drank for free. People would give you free things all of the time and you loved every minute of it until you didn't. No, I loved every minute of it, period. Uh, even the night that we both got sick and had diarrhea all night. That was a great night, too. Let's save that for another episode. <laughs> Um, no. no. Philadelphia is a great city, Dustin. Sorry. You're just going to have to deal with it. On the record, forever, from now on, Steve Van Oak says Philadelphia is awesome. I have friends in Philly, so I can't shit on it. Um, like how I shit on Fort Wayne, even though you live there? Yep. Because I have a soul. I lost mine. I'm sorry. So, I think this is a, as good a place as any to kind of wrap things up a little bit. Um, yeah, so... This is something that Steve and I are going to try and do on a weekly basis after each wedding weekend while we are wedding hungover from taking photos and kind of just sort of go over things, hopefully drop some knowledge bombs your way and uh, inspire you. Probably not. But um, yeah, it should be a good time, a good ride. Uh, If anything, a good a good 30, 45 minutes of killing brain cells while you call wedding photos from the day before. Or, uh, you know, as you kill brain cells by drinking the hair of the dog that bit you, which in my case is Tin Man Overlord. <laughs> this episode a is sponsored Indiana by... Indiana beer. <laughs> this episode and is sponsored by... anybody t- could reach out to Tin Man and get them to sponsor this episode, they can sponsor Dustin and I with money or just by sending beers straight to my throat. <laughs> Preferably fun- not Dustin's for a throat, though. A funnel is not necessary. Though it would be appreciated. You guys can also check out our Facebook page, which is going to be the Wedding Hangover, or I think it's just Wedding Going hang- to be? <laughs> this episode is currently being recorded before the Facebook page has been created because we are just that professional. But it will be wedding photo hangover. No spaces, no dashes, just wedding photo hangover on Facebook. And both Steve and I will be sharing some things in there from time to time. You guys are willing to jump in and drop some comments, questions, concerns. Mostly I'll be talking about how I love spaces and dashes and I can't believe Dustin left them out of the Facebook name. It seems like we could get into a bit of a Silicon Valley debate right now between tabs and tabs and spaces. <laughs> Are you current on Silicon Valley? Uh, I'm yes. behind. Yes, Steve. I'm so far behind. You. That show's so great. It's the best. Anywho, um, there needs to Anywho. be a s- spinoff with... Uh, never mind. All right. Getting too off topic here. Are you going to spoil it for me? No, nope, I told you I wouldn't spoil it and I'm not going to. No, you already did. You told me who leaves the cast. It's because Ehrlich is my favorite. Ehrlich Bachman. 
That's right. And eventually we will also have an Instagram page where you will be able to find probably nothing of use to you, but we will post on there when new episodes drop, which as long as Steve doesn't get too drunk at weddings, will be every Sunday from now until eternity. Yeah. Wow. Eternity? That's a very long time. Are you just uh, in your mind staring into the void, thinking about how life will always continue on far after we're gone? But these podcasts will continue. And when I'm sick and staring into the void, I like to reach for a nice (laughs) Tin Man Overlord. Sponsors of today. (laughs) Uh, We're going to have to coordinate beers next time. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we could definitely do that, or I could just drink whatever I want. You could drink nothing and call it a day. It sounds unacceptable. <laughs> See, for those of you awesome listeners out there that are listening outside of the great state of Indiana, and I hope there are a few of you, um, this goes to show how much planning has to go into a podcast episode that is recorded on a Sunday because you can't buy alcohol in Indiana on Sundays. So if we are to drink on Sunday, we have to buy alcohol prior the week before. Since, like, I am a wedding photographer, I shoot weddings pretty much every Friday and Saturday, next week and even on Sunday. So that'll be interesting for next week's episode. Hey, who are you shooting that, uh, who are you shooting that episode with on next Sunday? Shooting or that episode or shooting that wedding? Damn it. <laughs> I, I, I messed that one up. Who are you shooting that wedding with, huh? 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 I, I will be shooting video at that wedding alongside the fantastic team of Van Elk wedding photographers known exclusively to me and me alone as Sexy Steve and Silly Jen. <laughs> really, you can do alliteration with her name, too. Like Jumpin' Jen, Jumpin'. Joking Jen, uh, Jack Flash Jen, I don't know. Jack Flash Jen? What the hell is Jack Flash Jen? Um... I don't know. It's like an expression or something, right? Jack Flash? I feel like that's a thing. <laughs> I do not think that is a thing. <sighs> yeah, you probably got me there. But we will also be leaving links to both of our social presences, websites, et cetera, et cetera, in the show notes and all that good stuff. You can find Dustin at on Instagram and Twitter at at DJ DMAC attack. <laughs> That's his uh his username from the days when he was doing wedding DJing. And uh, apparently that is a user run account for my fans out there. Uh but if uh, you- yeah, it's about to be claimed by me and run by me. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be all pictures of you that I took when we were in Africa. It's gonna be glorious. A lot of shirtless stuff. A lot of diarrhea pictures. The the irony of that is that the only cameras we took were mine. So I have all the photos from that trip. Dustin, you forgot I had my iPhone there. The world's best-selling camera. Today's episode brought to you by Apple. <laughs> iPhone. Not the product, but the fruit. <laughs> A nice red delicious. Well, we have hit the 40-minute mark. I think that that is... More than most of our viewers' attention spans times two. Certainly more than my attention span can last, as you can probably tell. (laughs) Well, we will will catch you on next week's episode of The Wedding Photo Hangover. I hope you enjoyed Steve's 
and I's silly banter and uh, have a good one and try well, something new this week. Off, where can people actually find you? Because DJ DMAC attack is uh, probably taken by somebody else. Well, I don't do the Twitter thing, so that's Ooh. more of you. I know. I'm sorry. But uh, this, I mean, this is about photography. Let's let's keep it to Instagram. All right, Instagram. You can find me at Dustin. Wait for it. In, were you ready? Dustin underscore McKibben, and that's M C K I B B E N. And on Facebook, that's Dustin. Wait for it. Underscore <laughs> McKibben. That's a very long name. <laughs> I like to build suspense. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Where are people gonna go look for you at? You can find me at Stephen Van Elk. That's my name. S-T-E-V-E-N-V-A-N-E-L-K. That is on both Instagram and on Twitter and on any new social media that comes out because there's only one other Stephen Van Elk I know of in the world and he lives in Australia apparently and plays tennis. And he's much younger than me. Don't you love it when there's a doppelganger name of yours? You probably have like a million. McKibben's a very popular name. Dustin is not. There's only one other Dustin McKibben, and he's from Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> I used to live in Muncie. I went to college in Muncie. I studied video production in college in Muncie. <gasps> what, what if you are faded? the other Dustin McKibben? <laughs> That's correct. I created a pseudonym for myself in college. It was Dustin McKibben. That is the only reason why we're friends today. All right. I have to go to bed. I had to seek you out and kill you with my sword that all photographers carry it's Highlander <laughs> that might be an Indiana thing alright now that people think we are absolutely ludicrous and completely not worth their time I sincerely hope you guys tune in next week because we will have topics and organized thoughts and probably more alcohol so we will uh, tune in next week <laughs> alright have a good one guys this has been Dustin McKibben <laughs> and Stephen Van Elk signing off for the wedding photo hangover because you got drunk the night before when you should have been working podcast. Or you're just absolutely exhausted like a true professional wedding photographer tends to be. Or that one. Whatever. Have a good one, guys. DJ D-Mac and Sweet Steve. Sweet Steve.